If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. If you should listen to the Mo Kelly Show, which is Saturdays and Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m., you may know that we love to talk about entertainment. We all have a favorite TV show or streaming service in which we would frequent or support. I have most of the streaming services. I have Sling TV for my live TV, but I also have HBO Max, uh, Netflix, the Paramount Plus app, uh, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, I'm probably forgetting some. There's an Apple TV in there somewhere. <laughs> you know, mm. I, I think I uh, got just about all of them, and I get to cobble together that which I want to watch. It doesn't have every station, every show, but I have just about everything that I want to watch. And what I'm paying for, I know that I'm actually paying for and using. Mm. So with that in mind, I am really into the show. If you are a fan of a, a hardcore material, I mean, Hardcore. nudity, I'm talking violence, I'm talking over-the-top violence and over-the-top nudity and language, sex, language, all uh, that. Just, the show should be rated G for graphic. You have to check out The Boys on Amazon Prime. You have to. Very quickly, it's, a, it's basically asking the question, what if there were superheroes and they're all a-holes and they're all racist and sexist and criminals? What would you do if the Superman had um, basically was suffering from mental illness, a character disorder, and he was a, a psychopath and a sociopath? What would you do? That's An extreme narcissist. Right. Just everything bad about a human being. Put it on the cape. But they put it in the quote unquote real world with corporate interests, with um, news allusions to what's going on in our world, things which are being debated in the media right now, be it immigration, be it Black Lives Matter, all the things that we're talking about, they're talking about, and they're trying to deal with it with these superheroes which have been created by this evil corporation, and it's over the top. In the most recent episode, they had this episode called Herogasm, which is a 24-hour sex party between superheroes, and it's as vulgar as you might think it would be uh, imagined. It was visually worse. and everything. It was worse <laughs> than that. 
There is a character with, okay, look, it was hard to watch, pun intended. Yes. Wow. Are you I, talking about the guy I, with I, the eight-foot-length? Eight. I don't even think it's eight. I think it foot-long. It, it, no, look, I can't. You can't even talk you about can't. it. You it's, can't. It's, dude, <laughs> this is too much for a show to watch. If you if you see an ad for it and you think it's a superhero show, do not sit down with your children do and not, watch it. Do not. This. It stars Carl Urban, um, Laz Alonzo, uh, the son of Dennis Quaid. I can't remember his first name, uh, but um, but it's Dennis Quaid's son. Yes. No disrespect intended. And, but but it's it's a funny show. It's really over the top with the gore. It's the hard violence. for me to laugh. I'm it, sorry. It, it's hard for me to laugh at it's this. It's like a cartoon. It's almost cartoonish with how far it goes with it. Yes. But but it's it's something that I do not miss. It's Fridays. They drop a new episode. Part of the reason why we're talking about it right now. They drop a new episode every Friday on Amazon Prime. I'm watching that. And I'm also watching Stranger Things which just finished his fourth season, which interestingly enough, people may think it's feature. It's, it's an homage to the 1980s. Mm -hmm. And they talk about these kids who basically grow up, come of age on the show. And they're dealing with these supernatural forces, which there are real stakes. It's not like, it's a combination of every eighties movie. This is intentional. The, The creators talked about this. It's a combination of every eighties movie that you love, be it stand by me or E.T., Goonies, or Goonies yes. all that, and they put it into the show, and they have these overt musical references, film references. They talk about Star Wars and, of course, everything like that. Within this, the show, the soundtrack is found fantastic, but these kids are dealing with these other dimensional forces, and these kids are put in grave danger in the sense of a movie like It. There's a, a reference to It in it. And it's called Stranger Things. And if there's anything that you like about the 80s in terms of TV, movies, or music, like a movie like Poltergeist, mm-hmm. quintessential 80s, you can see how Stranger Things is a derivative of that. And it's not necessarily making fun of the 80s. It's celebrating the 80s. It's, you know, there's this whole season that takes place in a mall, for example. Right. <laughs> It, it, it is. It harkens back to that, but it's the best of storytelling from the '80s with a supernatural twist. There's a continuing storyline. I don't want to give it all away if you haven't seen it, but it's great filmmaking, and it's, that's something that's on Netflix. That but would, the, now you said it. The, they finish part two of season four. Actually, kicks off tomorrow. Correct. That's another yes. reason why I'm talking about yes. that. And I started binging that to catch up so I could watch all of season four this weekend, hopefully, you know, with the holiday weekend. Oh, I forgot. I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> so I won't have any time. But those are things. Uh, one thing I love, and I call this the golden age of television because it's not even television. We have all these great shows which could not have existed 20 or 30 years ago because there was no real estate for these shows. There was nowhere to put them. Not only that, executives would not have taken a chance on them. A show like Umbrella Academy on Netflix. No way. They they would not have had the vision, and also they would not have had time to grow an audience. It's okay if it's not an immediate hit on streaming services. Mm -hmm. On broadcast television, it needs to be a hit inside one or two episodes, or it's canceled. That's why it's very difficult for me to even and watch broadcast television and get invested and emotionally connected to these shows. And I see Deborah Mark nodding her head. She she knows what it's like. You get invested in a show and all of a sudden it's canceled. It's like, well, why Absolutely. did they put in the time? What's yeah. the point? I hardly watch any shows on network TV. Now, the only ones that I do watch on 
Time Network TV are what I would call like legacy shows or legacy franchises. I will watch Chicago PD. Love that show. A Dick, a Dick Wolf show, uh, I am there. Oh, like the Law and Order. Law and Orders. Mm -hmm. Law and Order um, SVU. Law and Order, the original, the one they brought back. Anything Law and Order. What about This Is Us? I never got into This oh. Is Us. Or, or a show you found on a streaming service that's still live and airing that you watched previous seasons of that then you finally catch up to the live season and then you're watching live on network TV. Like? any Just anything. That's just happened to me before. Like, I started watching Sons of Anarchy on streaming services oh, okay. before... It was before oh. I even knew about it live. Okay. okay. And then I caught up while the show was still airing and was able to finish out the show live on network TV. Now, that's something I do like. There are shows that people keep telling me, you got to watch. You got to see this. You know, you're missing out. And I eventually will have time to get to them because all the streaming services, to your point, Eric, they have the shows and all the back seasons. And I can either start over or just start at the present season if it's not chronological, if it's not episodic in nature right. and then just go from there. That's one thing we didn't have. See, I'm going to I'm going to pull rank on you and Deborah Mark understands this because <laughs> she's older than 25. Hey, I remember TV before TiVo. Well, back in the day, <laughs> let me tell you, if you missed a show, you just missed it. I'm talking about pre-VHS recorder. That yeah. was such a oh, drag. Yeah. Oh, that you just tough. have to wait for it to show up again on reruns which could have been six months. And that's if you were home and had the time to watch it. And if you missed it again, you're just SOL. Yeah, no, I, I've been lucky to be able to watch reruns and i had a betamax i can't lie i didn't have a vhs i, had a I just found my my grandparents betamax cleaning out the garage don't sh shut up dude i say i, had I a have betamax. some tape then you say my grandparents had a betamax no, what are you trying I, to say no, dude? i have I some betamax tapes I need, I need to i need to connect with you because i got some betamax tapes that i need to i think they might be trying to sell it to all I might, I might be able to hook you up okay Hey, real quick, I need to uh, make a correction. It wasn't Kristen uh, Krupp that uh, did the recruiting for Nexium. She was a member who one of the co-founders of Nexium used to get Allison Mack in. Ah, it was okay. Allison Mack who was Chloe who did all of the super uh, recruiting and became like a zealot for the group. That's the one who went to jail or was convicted, all that. Okay. Well, Krupp was in it. We strive to be accurate. Go ahead, Eric. Another show that uh, I started watching on a streaming service and then caught up to live was The Blacklist, and that just finished their most recent season. Now, I gave up on The Blacklist after, like, season three because it seemed like, for me, it wasn't going anywhere. It's like, okay, how are these terrorists on this list? And this list gets longer and longer and longer, and they're supposedly crossing off names on The Blacklist. It's like, yeah, it's... I mean, it does get kind of repetitive, but there's a lot of like a lot of like the backstory of how the characters connect is still, I guess, what I'm invested in. Now, I will say this. James Spader, I love Incredible. him. I love him as an actor. And if you're listening right now, you need to come on and just talk to us. James Spader, he has this head tilt where he always tilts his head to the sides and he, and he talks. All things James Spader are cool. He makes corny cool because if you remember back in the day when he was doing uh movies what was the movie um uh the the gate the 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 the, the, the i don't know um, look after after uh, what was it saying elsewhere and then and then he popped up in the blacklist to me blacklist the first season was cool but it wasn't really until it Stargate. became ultron stargate uh, that i care i uh, see i didn't watch stargate i'm talking about the movie not the tv show 
the I don't, look, I didn't even really like the movies. Oh, we need to go to a break because that's that's just heresy. What? This is the John and Ken Show. Mo Kelly here. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Now, let's get back to the entertainment of it all. Uh, some folks are hitting me on Twitter right now, at Mr. Mo Kelly, weighing in with some of their favorite TV shows. So go ahead and hit me there. We got to vote for the boys. They said it's... Uh, a little bit over the top for them. Victor I, came in and said the boys is really good too. Oh, so that's, that's good. two votes for the well, boys. Well, Victor, I respect highly. He's a very intelligent guy. Um, unlike you, Eric. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, listen, <laughs> I, I have no problem saying Victor's probably smarter than me. But but the, I will say the boys is not for everyone. You have to be into that type of visual humor that vulgar humor. Someone was saying, I can't find the tweet, but someone was saying it was Mel Brooks-esque. It is that. It's yeah. not as funny, overtly funny in the sense of making jokes, but the visual humor is inextricably linked to just how the show presents itself. It is a, a farce in the sense of this could never happen, except you realize, wow, a lot of that is happening in our world, just with the exception of there being you know, no superheroes. That's only the real difference between what happens on the show as far as the corporate structure, uh, how media input sort of... Uh, dictates how we may view an issue, how it's being spun by different cable networks. It's it's almost too smart for its own good because I think a lot of the messages that it's trying to impart, and there's a message in there, I think a lot of it just goes over people's heads. It's If you're worried about it being a woke show, it's nothing like that. It is so politically incorrect, it's not even funny. Oh, yeah, no, no, don't watch that if your feathers are easily ruffled. Oh, yeah. It Woo. is not that show. It's one of those shows in, in another era it would not be on television. Period. Period. Here is a, a tweet from Mike Garcia at Mike Garcia 3. He says, Mr. Mo Kelly, how can you criticize sexual predators like R. Kelly and Allison Max, Allison Mack, but still binge watch the crap? that their enablers keep pumping out, mainly Hollywood. Well, you mentioned R. Kelly, and we also said that Tawala Sharp's radio station stopped playing his music, so that's factually incorrect. I've written articles about what he did for many years. So if you want to say Hollywood is it in a general sense, how can I support Hollywood? Well, you know what? KFI AM640 is part of Hollywood. We're directly across the street from Warner Brothers. So you got to be a little more specific than that. Hollywood includes commercial radio. So if you're saying that I'm supporting their enablers, I never have. I yeah, with, never which have. enablers? I, mean, I, I don't know. He just means, I guess, Hollywood in general. Just in general. I get, you know, what's that supposed to mean? It sounds like so, someone from QAnon. Well, you know. And there's from um, Hot Rod Widow at Mr. Mo Kelly. Endless love, pretty in pink, diner, mannequin. Spader goes way back. We're talking about Jane Spader. Fantastic in Boston Legal with Shatner and so many more. I'm a big Jane Spader fan. I think he's so highly underrated. Got a tweet from at Bryce underscore R underscore M. He says, at Mr. Mo Kelly, Breaking Bad. I binge seasons one through four and the halfway point of five and watch the rest on AMC. I have... I have a confession to make. Talk about an overrated show. Well, I was getting ready to say, I've never seen one episode of Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. You guys are missing out. 
I watched one half of an I episode and I said, no, this is just boring. It's slower than molasses. Okay. You have to give it a chance. Here's the I've problem. seen the whole series. I've already seen every episode of Ozark and people say that's an analog, a direct comparison to that. So if it's not as good as Ozark, you're not going to get me in because Ozark is fantastic. I haven't seen Ozark. I love Ozark. That's another great Ozark one. is great. Yes. I tried to get Tawala into it, but I couldn't get him into it. I tried. It was a little too real for me. I might, have, I might have PTSD. Me, <laughs> I might have PTSD with Breaking Bad because I watched it with an ex-girlfriend. Okay, but there you go. Because it really it was, was very Brian slow. Cranston is amazing. Ugh. Is there a relationship thing in it that like triggered you or something? No, it's just it was just a very slow show to okay. me. It very slow character development, in my opinion. All right. Well, I plan to get around to it. And not see, enough action. Oh, well, see, that's the problem. Ozark had a lot of action. They were killing folks left and right on this nah, show. Not enough action. You never knew bad. who was going to make it through the episode. You never knew. Can I throw out a really good show? Please do. Have you guys seen The Offer on Paramount Plus? No, but I've been meaning to. Are you guys Godfather fans? Yeah. Yes. Explain okay, it. Tell so us about it. So it is the making. It is how The Godfather came to be. It is fascinating. It's Wait, based how the on series? true events. How I mean, the, how the film? The, the film, yeah. Yeah, huh. Miles Teller is in it. Oh, he's unbelievable. So is it a documentary? Or it's not it? a documentary. It's it's, But it is based on Al Reddy's book. It's like Winning Time. Okay, that makes sense to me. Okay. All right, then I will definitely check that out. Fantastic. <laughs> now, see, there's good and bad to this. And Twala and I, we kind of epitomize this. When the pandemic started... I had never seen a single episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, Jesus. I've never watched that show. Don't. Per perfect example. And I said, okay, the world is coming to an end. We're all going to die of COVID. So I might as well watch an episode of Game of Thrones. And I started, this was when the lockdowns first started happening. They cleaned out KFI. We were all working from home. And I said, well, I might as well start. Game of Thrones, I got a little free time on my hands. And I watched every single episode from season one all the way through. And I was updating on my social media. Got through season one. It was great. Got through season two. Oh, my goodness. Got through season three. They're dragons? And it was great. And then it started slowing down and petered out by the final season. I think it was season seven. I remember you live tweeting it. Yeah. And, and for what it was, it was fine. Tawala hated it. The whole I didn't experience hate it. was torture. <laughs> it was a torturous experience. It was just because I was pressured and bullied by the Nerdorama crew to keep watching this all the way through. And I want all of that time back. I <laughs> I'm excited for the back. new series. Oh, no, I will not be joining you for the new series. That's fine. Now, I got Tuala into Westworld, fantastic. which is fantastic. Yeah. Never saw Westworld? Mm -hmm. now, oh, see, that's good. one. You can go back to the beginning, and I can't tell you about it because that gives it away. You have to Very experience good. it. Okay. The movie in the 1970s was horrible. I didn't like it. I saw that. That's okay. probably That's why probably, I... yes. And I felt the same way until I saw the series. It is so well written. Then I don't have to tell you the story because it's based similarly like on the book. But it's a reimagining of it. Imagine Disneyland for adults. Put it that way. Hmm. And you have different theme park portions and different what they call narratives and different experiences, fan experiences where you go through different periods and you can experience whatever you want if you have enough money. Kind of Fantasy Island-ish. A new season just dropped for that. Yes, um, for Westworld on, on Sunday. Sunday. They had yep. the first episode. And I'm ecstatic. Go ahead, Deborah. What I'm binging right now, 
I doubt you guys have seen, but I'm loving it. Million Little Things. Now, the see, that, what? because that's very similar and reminiscent of This Is Us from exactly. what I've heard. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So that's my cup of tea. Now, my wife watched every episode of This Is Us and binged it to the final episode. Yeah. And I never really got into it because when I watch, I know we got a break. I'm sorry. When I got, when I get time, I don't want to watch something that's going to make me cry. Yeah. You cry all the time and this is us and same thing with million little things yeah i need to see I something i need a good cry every now and again yeah i need superheroes and exploding orgasms and you know people getting their heads ripped off that kind of thing oh okay well it's not for you then it's <laughs> <laughs> the john and ken show mo kelly in for john and ken kfi am 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app mo kelly in for john and ken i'll be with you Today, the rest of the day, obviously, Tim Conway Jr. coming up at the top of the hour. I'll be with you tomorrow. And also, you can hang with me, come to my house, literally, as they say, or figuratively. I don't want you to literally show up my house. We don't want that. But no, Saturday and Sunday, the Mo Kelly Show from 6 to 8 p.m. And Monday, will be broadcasting in for John and Ken on the 4th of July. Maybe when you're out grilling or having a good time celebrating America's birthday, you can hang with us on KFI. And we'll be having... Um, a, a live broadcast, if you will, from Chateau Le Mo. Now, Bill Handel has the Persian Palace. It's not a palace, it's, so it's like a chateau. It's not that big. So we're going to have even a bake-off at my house. Uh, there, We have this annual 4th of July party, and people who come to the party will bring their favorite dish, dessert. We take care of all the, the meats and all that kind of thing. But you can bring a dessert dish, and we have a competition where a bake-off to see who has the best dessert. But you don't just present the dessert. I should say you don't just give the food. You have to present it. You have to do it almost like Shark Tank style. You have to sell it. And then everyone there will, will sample it, and they'll vote on it. And it's very demeaning. And, um, you know, we make fun of people's desserts. And to all Sharp, you lost last year. I did. <laughs> I did. I lost, but I need to make sure that we are very clear on the definition of my losing this I mean, competition. You lost. Look, my dish out of, I think, all of the dish submitted, all the, dish, the dishes that were submitted, mine was one of, I think, maybe two dishes where the entire dish was gone, meaning everyone at the festivities ate it to the point where I think one of your blendedness was scraping the pan to get a little bit more. That's how good this dish was. So I don't know how I lost if my dish was completely devoured. You lost because you did not have the most amount of votes from the people in the room. I'm still demanding a recount. <laughs> Wait, oh, you, you're saying that it was like rigged? It was fixed? What, you're gonna I, call, what I am saying you're gonna call Rudy is, Giuliani? I mean, is, what are you yes, talking about? I'm saying that my dish was the biggest. It was the most tasteful. Oh, so it, you there, have there dessert were, envy now. There were uh, thousands of people lined up around the corner to get a bite. It was magnificent. I need to know the judging breakdown before we really determine if... Twala lost or not. The judging was very simple. Let's say we had about maybe 15 people at the party. Everyone got a slip. Everyone was given the opportunity to taste everyone's dishes, which ranged from like Rice Krispie treats to creme brulee to Tuala's dump cake. 
um, to, I think there was, what else did we have last year? There was a chocolate cheesecake. Yes, I chocolate cheesecake. There was, there, was, there was one dish that whose name I can't pronounce, but it was yummy. I don't know what it was. Okay. Was that the winner? No. Okay. No, it was not the winner. <laughs> okay, so Twala, you got the least amount of votes total, or you were just somewhere in the mix I that think just didn't second, get first? I think, I think it was like second. Yeah. Second place? Second or? place, yes. yes. Well, if you're not first, you're last, like Ricky right. Bobby said. I said he lost. Shake and bake. <laughs> he lost. He lost. And he's still bitter, and I'm Eric, not exactly sure why. Eric, my dish was gone. The winning Maybe dish. Maybe they threw it in the trash. The, the winning. No, no. Oh, no, no, no. I went down there. I talked to every first. Everyone was like, wow, what was that? They were that being was nice. That no. was nice. Look, 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 look. There is no being nice. If anyone bakes, then you know how much pride you take in people devouring What did dish. you bake? What are some of the ingredients that you're willing to share? I'm not willing to share anything because I'm coming, <laughs> I'm coming with a heat rock version of this same dish. I'm saying, Eric, if my dish is gone and the winning dish is still there. Maybe we give it to the dogs. Okay. We were upstairs Are you sure no show. one flipped their plate over in right? the trash? Like, okay, hey, hey. Trying to hide it? Hey, hey, all I'm saying is my dish is still gone. The, and he, no, no, here's the thing though. My pan was there and I literally witnessed. I watched someone scraping the pan to get the last little bit of mine. So this this I witnessed this. The winning dish was still on the table. It was it was sampled, but it wasn't cleaned. It was a good dish. It was a worthy competitor. Now to Tawala's point. There were some questions about the judging, if only because election tampering. <laughs> you mean there were Did some you invite a Russian? There were some electors, <laughs> some state electors that were sent to certify the election, which were questionable. Uh, the person who won, one of the judges counting, one of the people who who was responsible for counting the the votes. Was the daughter of the person who won? I think oh, Eric. Okay, okay. Eric? I needed that information at the jump. <laughs> Eric, Eric, I needed that information from the jump. Eric, it's, it's a minor detail. It's a minor detail. Yeah. <laughs> a minor. It, it was minor. It was minor. It, is the daughter a minor too? Does, yes. Is that why she gets Scott? Like she gets out scot free on this? Yes. Yes. Oh, well. She's like 16, 17, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So. We didn't come down too hard on her, but it, but it was it was great. You actually had two desserts last year, didn't you? Yeah, I can't remember what the second one was. See, that's my point. No, that's no, no, point. no, because I because I I think I just I baked. I might have just baked two of them. I can't remember. I thought you did too, because you had to like put your cake in the oven because we allow people to come in and you know finish their desserts. Yeah, yeah, because I, I had to come and warm it up because because it, it was better hot. Um, most but, desserts are, but I know, no, but but this time, uh, the, what I'm bringing this time, I know for a fact this is a dish, and I know you cannot compare um, voting bodies, but this is a dish that I brought to the Bake Off at the school that I work at, and it just absolutely slayed. Okay, that, you know that's like saying my mom likes it. Okay, no, 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 that's no, that's anecdotal. No, it's, you can't it's, say it's not. All, all the people that I know like it. So no, it's, it's the not. Best. No, no. The, look, the people that I work, it, it, I work with honest people. People who will tell you in a minute, this is trash. That's what we live for in competition. We live to disrespect the 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 other dishes. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. We're very mean people. Mm-hmm. So if my dish wins amongst the toughest of critics. 
I'm sure fire that is going to come and just set your house on fire. So, Eric, that's like saying because we won the pickup game at the Y. Oh, my God. Therefore, this we is... win the game at the Staples Center. It doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. The competitions are separate and distinct. But, you know, you'll have your chance on Monday. Okay? That is true. All right. When we're in for John and Ken broadcasting the 4th of July, we're going to have food, family, fun, fireworks, maybe some on-fire desserts and all that. And we'll see if Twala Sharp can win. This is the John and Ken show. <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> Mo Kelly in live for John and Ken. KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Let's finish up talking about some things in entertainment. I am, I would say, a pretty big James Bond fan. I think I've seen most of the movies multiple times. I grew up on Roger Moore as James Bond, but I'm partial to um, Sean Connery and Daniel Craig in that order. I wouldn't say I'm a purist, but I do judge all my James Bond uh, uh, leading men relative to Sean Connery. Now, in the news booth, is our own Mark Ronner, who fancies himself as a James Bond aficionado as well. I will go so far as to call myself an expert, if you can forgive <laughs> how pretentious and insufferable that sounds. Well, you're just pretentious and insufferable as it is, so it <laughs> matches. Okay, then. Have you ever given any thought to who should be or who could be the next James Bond for me? It's never been Idris Elba. Um, I don't know if that person even exists right now it's a strange time because it has to be the right age and it has to be the right fit with the producers who are going to have the franchise moving forward there are a lot of moving parts to all this so i don't know if there is the right actor presently i mean for example tom holland might be a little too young might be in 10 years and he might be a little too small i don't know oh for god's sakes no can you look at that guy and ever think that guy should be james bond well, Tom Holland, Tom Holland, or even Tom Hardy. I don't. Even, I don't think Tom Hardy could. And well, they, he was supposed to be on a short list. No, Tom Hardy's too famous, and uh, Bond has always been a relative unknown. Even Daniel Craig wasn't that well known uh, when, when he Pierce Brosnan was not a relative unknown. Uh, but he was a TV star like Roger Moore was. He wasn't a huge star at the time. Roger Moore was was uh, he was mainly known from The Saint back in the '60s when he was James Bond. He absolutely was not an A-list star. And I just read uh, one of Roger Moore's autobiographies, uh, so I think on on this one subject, I, I know what I'm talking about. Bond was a huge boost for Roger Moore. Okay, so is there anyone out there that you could for just see in the role on some level? Because if they announce the person tomorrow, it's going to be another two years before the movie comes out. So. No, there's there's nobody that that I th that I've seen and and uh, think of. I'm in a couple of groups where they kick around some names every once in a while, but they mean nothing to me because I'm not really familiar with the anchors or the anchors, the actors. How about you? No, I can't think of anyone, and that's the thing. When I was throwing out Tom Holland, I was just actually being um, flippant, if only because the way these things are going now, it almost like James Bond is going to need that type of star power attached the way movies are going because I think they got lucky with Daniel Craig. I really do. I think those movies were well done, well produced. You weren't necessarily a fan. Well, the first one was good. The, Casino Royale was fantastic. By the time they got to the last one, it was just laugh out loud bad. Well, but, no, I mean, this see, is a, this is a matter of wrong. Yeah. That's why you're wrong. It was bad. Quantum man. Solace was bad, okay? okay? Quantum of Solace was bad. Well, there was a downward curve starting with that. But. You didn't like Skyfall? 
Oh, no, I hated it because it just took all the mystique out of the Bond character. You're just yeah. wrong. You're just wrong. That's yeah. all. It's okay. You're just wrong. <laughs> you Bond listen. was abused. He's, he's got, a, he's I got read, a brother. I read all 14 of those books in a row. I don't give a damn. And You're I'm, just wrong. I did it in practically one sitting, and I'm telling you. You're people, well read and wrong. The people who are running the Bond franchise right now do not understand their own property. I have a question as a completely third party, non not non-Bond fan, just not as familiar as you guys. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to Idris Elba and those rumors? He's was too it? old. He's too old. Okay. He really is too old. Now, we there's been more publicized the controversy of having a quote-unquote black James Bond. But Sean Connery, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Help me, Mark. He's Scottish. Is that correct? Oh, he's a hero in Scotland. I'll but I'm say, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, as far as who James Bond is, he, you know, he's been a number of people from a number of places. But uh, Idris Elba is just too old. I think he's like 49 right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, Bond, Bond typically sense. is in his mid to late 30s. Yeah. Um, and so the the guy that nobody ever mentions, who I just thought was a terrific James Bond, absolutely out of nowhere, and his single movie has gone up and up in the esteem of critics and fans over the years, is George Lazenby, who did Honor Majesty's Secret Service in 1969. It is a terrific movie, and he was a great James Bond. You put a lot on it when you say great. I stand by it. Well, we do know that for a fact it will not be uh, Lashana Lynch. They're not going that direction because um, the uh, Barbara Baraselli? Broccoli. Oh, broccoli. Barbara yeah. Broccoli. Okay, so it's broccoli. And, and I didn't Michael want to Wilson. say broccoli. Yeah, okay, so look, so they are saying that they don't know who they want to pick. They love all the ideas, but they are uh, confirming that they are going to take him in a new direction. They want a totally different look and vibe and personality they for him. They got to. The, the whole idea of this type of man of mystery drinking, you know, alcoholic relying on gadgets doesn't really work in today's world of drones and technology the whole idea or even high well, acting action well they they talk about this actually in uh top gun maverick the the move to technology and the need not necessarily for human intel on that level i'm being serious <laughs> I, love, I had to get it. top gun I maverick love, in there I love, see what i did there yeah nice work there nice work <laughs> no but seriously to the lashana lynch the whole idea and, and if you don't know bond and i know Mark knows this for the purpose of the audience. 007 is just a designation for the agent. It's not James Bond. There was a 007 who preceded James Bond, and someone will get the 007 after James Bond, if you understand the lore and the history of James Bond. Sure. 007 and James Bond are not one in the same. That's why Lashana Lynch was 007 in No Time to Die. And people said, what do you mean she's a new James Bond? She's not James Bond! Yeah, it's not like they retired the the jersey. And if you look in a couple of the movies, you'll see like a gathering of the 00 section in rooms for briefings. So, But Bond is one of several 00s operating for MI6. And they, was it Goldfinger? Correct me. Where they where they explicitly talk about I killed 006 or your predecessors? I can't remember which movie it was. Well, they've had references like that in in more than one movie, so I'm not sure about Goldfinger. But you could be right. But well, I've, I've got an I've got an answer for you for the future if you're interested. Yes, I am interested, even though you'd be wrong. Go ahead. <laughs> well, with that in mind, <laughs> the Bond character being how out of date he is now, 
make it like Mad Men, put it in the past, make them period things that are in the 50s. Casino Royale was published in what, 1953? I think so. Go the Mad Men route, Mad Men route and, and you are golden. Don't, I can see that. Don't stop. Don't keep trying to change the character uh, into something that suits the times. Take it back to the source. Well, I got to ask. Tim Conway Jr., are you a James Bond fan? I uh, I saw a little bit of the first one. As in Daniel Craig first one or the first one, first one, first Sean Connery? First one ever, Sean Connery. Okay. Yeah. All right. So would you consider that a fan? Well, you got like another 22 movies to catch up on, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got time. We're all talking about binging. Tim Conway yeah. Jr., what's going on the show Thank tonight? Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Well, we got Steve Gregory coming on, right? That guy's always cool, right? He's uh, back in the mix again. Fireworks explosion. A year later, you're going to talk about that. I can't believe that was only a year ago. Where LAPD put all those explosives into their truck and then but, blew up the neighborhood. But wait, now they got a buyback program. They're going to actually buy people's fireworks back that they obviously don't know how to handle or store. Right. And they're going to have another explosion probably. That's right. But look, uh, you know, it happens every 4th of July where they do PSAs uh, up the yin-yang. And then uh, every single 4th of July, there's, there's 100,000 fireworks that go off and all of them are illegal. Every single one of right. them, and nobody, can, nobody, the cops don't care, and the and the people on the ground, nobody really cares. Well, Twal and I were talking about that. The fireworks are going off everywhere. It's actually a great time, if you will, air quotes, to do some crime because the cops don't know <laughs> if it's gunshots, they don't know if That's it's right. fireworks, and they're not going to stop anyone. It's like, hey, I heard, thought I heard gunshots down the street. Well, yeah, you know, we're busy. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. And then uh, Dean Sharp, your buddy Dean Sharp, uh, uh, from the weekends, coming on with us at seven o'clock. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, houses. Uh, he's the house whisperer. And so he says, uh, one of the things we're going to talk about is how much uh, room do I need for a toilet? And, you know, nobody's ever addressed that in talk radio before. Are we talking we'll about a, first a toilet for a man? Uh, or a woman? It's you know, that's a good question. I'm going to write that down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask about that. And then travelers, they started today. A lot of canceled flights again. And, uh, man, you do it right, though. You take a cruise every year, though, right? Well, that was pre-pandemic. Oh, it was. Okay. I remember sitting in the old studio and I said to you on the air, I said, man, how do you afford a cruise every year? Because I, I've been working for 25 years, and I don't think I can afford a cruise. You remember your response was? I can't remember. Uh, you don't go to uh, Santa Anita every weekend. Well, that's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tim Conway Jr. coming up next. This is the John and Ken Show. I'll see you all tomorrow. KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each individual. And for organizations, LHH provides consultative support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com today. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 